Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hustle and Flows, Real Sports Guys, RealSportsGuys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio. It's your host, Marcus the Game Changer, with another edition of Hustle and Flows, featuring Seku, Hermes. He'll be joining us in a moment. He's uh, logging in as we speak. Um, we got a great show for you all tonight. We're going to be running through Seku's annual hip-hop year in review for the year 2018. Um, we got some questions that he solicited um, offline that we'll be going through. He's going to kind of take you through it, uh, his top hip-hop albums of the past year, which was a very good year, in my opinion. Um, that's just my humble opinion. We'll see what Sekou has to say when he weighs in. Um, as he uh, gets ready to join us, um, you know, it's good to be back on air. Uh, lots of great things going on in the world of hip-hop, the world of sports. Uh, we cover it all. Uh, looking forward to a uh, great show tonight. So just bear with us while we get Sekou lined up. We'll be back in a moment. All right, we're back. Say cool will be on in a moment. Um, again, really looking forward to the pod, uh, getting it going, something we like to do uh, from time to time. Um, shout out to my man, D. Wills, who's been holding down the RSG brand and growing a brand like crazy. Make sure you check him out. Um, he's doing a lot of great stuff. Um, he's, he's out at bowl games. He was out at the Maui Invitational. So uh, he's doing major things as far as growing the uh, real sports guy's brand and kind of taking it worldwide, um, taking it to a major level. So uh, with no further ado, we got my man Sekou in the house. Sekou, brother, how you doing? Really good, man, really good. I can't say for sure if our republic is crumbling into the sea, but until then, I'm just, uh, I'm just here watching sports, listening to rap music, and hoping uh, things work out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, you know, let this be your escape from the uh, uh, the crumbling republic, as Seiko put it. Uh, let this be <laughs> this hour pod, be your uh, brief reprieve from the madness of the world um, as we kind of dig into some hip hop, some sports. Um, how you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. I've been, uh, you know, New Year and uh, trying to do things uh, better, but really fighting against the same old, same old. Knicks are... Uh, a constant state of uh, depression. But uh, I did want to ask you, ask you about your bucks. You were really, really low on them last time. And now, I don't know, it's been half a season. They're kind of looking like the real deal. I was wondering if, nah, if you're still I'm, like – I'm not even low on them. I just, I just kind of see them for what they are. They're good. They're a really good team, and they're really fun to watch. And I enjoy watching them play basketball. I just – I'm not going to talk myself into them as no championship contender. That's just not going to happen. Uh, I know what a championship team looks like, and I ain't getting championship vibe from these dudes. I mean, who's the second best player on this team? Excellent point. Chris Middleton? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He should be your third, maybe fourth best player if you're a championship contender. Let's be real. Let's be real about that. Now, they fit together yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Come on, team concept. They fit together great. 
and they could be like a Detroit Pistons. But even then, I just don't see – I don't see that thing that's going to put them over the top. That I, I just don't see it. Like, Giannis is really the only all-star caliber player they got. They have some other really good guys. But even when you go, like, when you look at traditional, like, ensemble teams um, that are, like, don't have a real true superstar mm-hmm. or, like, a real true second fiddle, like, they at least mm-hmm. have a bunch of all-stars, like a bunch of, like, B-plus dudes. Like, Giannis is an A, and then I think, like, you got some B-minuses and some C-pluses that really <laughs> cover up each other's issues, right? They really fit together well. But I don't really see, like, I don't really see them killing people, you know, beyond the first two rounds of the playoffs. Like, I just don't see it. All right. So, you but have okay at least in the Eastern Conference Finals. You have them in the Eastern Conference Finals, potentially. For the moment. For the, right. For the, for the moment. That's the ceiling. They got to trade the in them. right now. They they might do a blood so and, and shoot for the shoot for the 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 uh the stars and try to get a big name. I don't know who that name might be, but uh they trade. If John Wall wasn't in, wasn't injured, I would legit be yeah, like, you know what? Just go for it. It's the worst contract I in guess. the NBA, but it, At least you know you got a legit all star. That contract is going to be so bad. He's yeah, making I would 40 mil. That, though. If they traded for John Wall, I would be mad because y'all done. <laughs> like, y'all better win it. Because, <laughs> whew, you're going to be paying that. And it's not even a 40 mil. It's 40 mil to that dude. Like, John Wall don't care. Like, he just want to be fast. And he don't realize he ain't going to be fast too much longer. <laughs> and then what is he going to have? Exactly. He's going to have a million dollar check. That's what he's going to have. Yep. <laughs> he's going to have 40 like, million you know to keep showing up. <laughs> oh, man. Five years from now, that's going to check back in with the Wizards 44 years from now and just be like, so how's that yeah. uh, That John Wall contract treating you? That whole, Super Max, that whole Super Max contract thing, I think, is just, it was a good idea in theory. But when you really start talking about paying a dude, and you really can't get that deal until you're like 27, 28. Yeah. And when you really start talking about paying a dude in his late 20s for five years, starting at 37 million, like ew, yeah. that means like for 32, 33, 34, you're paying him. Ooh, that's a lot of money. You're paying him 40 plus. You paying him for the front end. This is a baseball uh, mindset. You pay him for the front end of the contract. They're gonna out earn the front end of the contract, and then you're just eating the back end of that contract. You And they will be eating a lot. I mean, the whole management <laughs> office will belly up to lot. the table. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to jump into the hip-hop year in review, man. It's the yeah. moment we've all been waiting for, um, waiting yeah. with bated breath. I want you to <laughs> unveil your top albums of 2018. So I'm going to hand it over to you, and I'm going to jump in when I, when, when I feel like I, I when the spirit hits me and, and – pepper you with some questions um so go ahead all right so uh this is uh for those that are unaware so this is my i have to have to keep double checking this is my 14th year doing this um year in review and it started when i moved from new york area to chicago area and uh no longer had folks uh that i was used to talking to about music with and kind of get their feel on certain albums and what I think is better or worse. And so I figured I would just write something up. Here's my views. I'm a grad student, so I have plenty of time. 
on my hands. And uh, I would just email it to people. And I had like 40 people on this email chain. And we'd go back and forth and argue about it. And uh, I just kept doing it. And so um, so now it's something that, like you said, people are kind of like, I'm waiting on this list. And most of them are waiting to tear it to shreds because they're like, oh, you're missing this or you've gone mainstream on me or whatever it might be. But uh, it is what it is. I, I stand by my selection. So this year I uh, broke down the year into four quarters. And part of it was just, um, and I think we talked about this on the last pod, just how long 2018, 2018 seemed to be. Like it, it seemed like it was two years of time in one year. And so uh, thinking about the first quarter of 2018 just seemed like a completely different world than the third or the fourth quarter. So I broke it up and kind of thought about, okay, what are the, what is the album, the album that I think epitomizes the quarter? Uh, And then I had a couple of honorable mentions. All right. So we'll start with the first quarter. So this is, you know, January to March. Um, And so the winner I have here is uh, Wakanda Nation. And so it's just Black Panther. And so Black Panther came out in 2018, February. Yep, that happened in that year. Um, And it pretty much just took over everything. Um, But musically, there was a soundtrack, and it was, I don't know if it was like, how would you describe it, Kendrick plus Friends uh, on the the, the Kendrick project. Um, And so it had a couple of... that one reminded me of the Rockefeller Jay Z like La Familia album where it was like a Jay Z album but it was like other people's songs with Jay Z mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or Jay Z influence on it's kinda like that type of vibe. But you continue, I digress. Yeah, a lot of people trying to do their best Kendrick Lamar impersonation. And actually not doing a bad job. Not doing a bad job. So I, I listen to that soundtrack a lot. Um but probably uh, only one or two songs I actually really liked, but everything was kind of uh, Black Panther film related. And so I don't think any single release really dominated the first quarter, though there were two two honorable mentions. One was uh, Culture 2, the Migos album, which I also had to double check. I was like, that also came out in 2018, which is crazy. So they dropped some really early. And that was the one with maybe one of my favorite uh favorite tracks uh, uh, of the year the um what was that Migos one with uh with uh Neptune's Pharrell um, uh, uh, now now you got me blanking <laughs> well that oh, one that was geez. probably one of my favorite yeah it was uh stir fry now I'm gonna have to look it up yeah, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> so, uh, so that that one was there, and they also, you know, had a couple of radio hits that I thought were good, and you know, they Migos is kind of now just I don't know veterans, legends, kind of sort of because they have kind of initiated. So, so anytime they drop an album, it's big, but I think it just got swallowed up by Black Panther film, and then um, a late one, one that I actually didn't listen to until later in the year. Just someone was telling me about it was a victory lap by Nipsey Hussle, which I thought was pretty good, but also did not feel like it. Um, I mean, it definitely didn't move the needle. I mean, I didn't even know about it until probably the summertime. Um, and then when I went back and listened to it, I was like, Oh, this is good. This is a good album. But um, Wakanda nation is the winner for the first quarter. Okay. Okay. I'm not too mad at that. Uh, yeah. The black Panther. Um, I actually threw that on the other day. Um, just mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, revisit that whole 
time of last year. And you ain't lying, man. Last year was it was a lot going on. It just seemed like (laughs) the year that never wanted to end, at least musically. Um, There's a lot of different phases, uh, a lot of different seasons in that year, like more than four seasons in that one. Um, But I like, I like, I like it. You're off to a good start. Migos joint was good. Um, I feel like the Migos one had a lot of tracks on it. Um, Mm -hmm. A few standout tracks, but a lot of just like just Migos being Migos, and it was kind of like okay, another Migos song, another Migos song. But the the standout, there weren't as many standouts as on previous Migos um, albums. Where I was like, okay, this is a different. This is the Migos doing the Migos in a different way, and now Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the Migos just you know doing the Migos over and over and over. (laughs) And yeah, which sense. they knew would sell. I mean, this is a typical sequel, right? It's like, well, they really like culture, so let's make another culture. And it just doesn't right. quite have the same organic feel to it. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, Stir Fry, that that track alone makes me think, like, there's maybe a Neptunes-produced Migos album that should probably be put together, because then you're definitely going to get the variety of sound and then see what these guys do. And I think one of the things they do really well is uh, figure out what the song, what the beat is, and then adapt to it, right? And so yeah. if they give, if yeah. someone gives them uh, a bunch of different kind of things, I think they'll actually rise to the occasion. But if they give them the same beats over and over again, they're going to you know, just do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that track has 24 tracks on it, which is probably 12 too many. Yeah, that's not their uh, – that's not their uh... – that ain't that. They're not a. They're not a prolific group. They need to go yeah. quantity over uh, quality over quantity. <laughs> quality over quantity. All right. So uh, let's jump to the second quarter. So um, second quarter. Um, this was this was Cardi B's. This was Cardi B's time. All right. So her album dropped fifth uh, of April. Invasion of privacy. Um, I think we spoke a little bit about this in May uh, when we had our pod back then, and um, you know a couple of things in there. I mean we can kind of run through the album. One of the things that I found myself being guilty of was kind of saying, oh, you know, it's good for Cardi. It's you know, surprisingly good. And I realized that that was kind of a, a backhanded compliment. It's it's a good album, straight up and down. It's it's good. Even people who are like, oh, I don't like Cardi B. I was like, yeah, okay, if you don't like Cardi B, then what can I tell you? You're not going to like this album. But if you kind of like some of her stuff, I think you'll be surprised at how good the album is. Oh, I use it again. I said surprisingly. But in any case, uh, you know, it's got... Um, a good number of songs. There's no like wasted songs, I think, on this. And you know, there's a a fair number of of the radio, the radio ones. Obviously, Bodak Yellow is a huge one. Money Bag, Bardia Cardi, uh, She Bad. You know, things that just had you nodding. Um, but I think she's just entertaining as an artist. You're not quite sure what she's gonna say, and occasionally she. Uh, she says something that makes you laugh, or he's like, "Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way." And so, as a lyricist, I think she's um, actually probably underrated. And then she's got uh, these uh, kind of R and B combo tracks that are kind of really good. Um, um, so, uh, and they're all about dudes that aren't 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 any good. But uh, so so those tracks are good and peppered in there. And then, you know, stuff like "I Like It," um, which is just such a perfect New York kind of album. I think whether people like to admit it or not, I think Cardi B is now kind of established the New York rap sound. Um, And uh, and it's, you know, she's got the ad-libs and she's got that stuff. And the the lyricism is not 
over the top. It's clear. It's not mumble rap, right? But it's also filled with a lot of imagery that's that's really kind of gritty New York. It's it's very angry, all those kind of things. And so in some I think it was great album and it also I think dominated the second quarter. She's kind of a cultural phenomenon also and does a bunch of other things, but the the songs themselves I think actually really were everywhere. And so she she was the winner. Three honorable mentions, Prime Two, um K O D by J. Cole and then uh, the Streams of Thought Volume One EP by Black Thought with uh, Night Wonder. Okay, okay. Um, so I, the point I want to hit on and just kind of like dig into a little bit more is Cardi B defining the sound of New York. That statement right mm-hmm. there. Um, mm-hmm. Not because I'm, I'm, I'm disagreeing or challenging. I just want to reflect on that for a moment. Given that it's a female artist, and have we had a female artist who has been able to do that? Right, been able to like capture the essence of New York City, which has been a city when you think about MCs that has been, Mm -hmm. as far as the upper echelon and defining MCs, has been very much a testosterone-dominated, like, throne. Like, dudes have sat on that throne as, like, the definers and, and, like, the cultural, like, barometers of New York City's from a rap, hip-hop, music perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. Has there ever been another female that's really kind of been at that echelon? Um... I think uh, at, on their own, no. And that's, I think, what makes uh, Cardi B kind of unique. So it, throughout history, I mean, even most recently, Nicki Minaj for a while was kind of dominating things, but she's kind of got a, she's, you know, Drake, um, I don't want to call it Drake artist, but like, a you know, Drake produced, Drake sound, you know, that she kind of took in a different direction. Same thing with Foxy Brown, same thing with Lil' Kim. They were kind of um, within the click of another very prominent artist. And for Cardi B, that's not the case. She doesn't really have a a big brother that is kind of feeding her, okay, make your song sound like this and kind of do that. She's got producers in those and then the like. But I think this is the first time I can think of in a while um, where it was kind of a woman and she seemed to do it on her own. Uh, which I think was what makes her a bit unique, and probably what makes her feel like she can, she's bulletproof that she can do whatever she wants to do. Yeah, and I think for, I, I think uh, in a way that many artists can't. I think she can't. You know what I mean? Like I think she straight up can do what she wants. Um, and there's really uh, not a whole lot that a lot of folks can uh, tell her right now. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is, um, obviously Cardi's. A, a cultural phenomenon, um, but then putting on my purest hat, how is this album your um, second quarter champ versus uh, KOD? Um, how did you mm-hmm. parse like the the purest within you that may exist within you somewhere, um, choosing Cardi, who is a, a clever lyricist at times, um, but when mm-hmm. we talk about just like lyrical depth and um, ability in a traditional sense, um, yep. she may not stack up to Cole, and particularly Cole on KOD. Sure, yeah. I mean, J. Cole is in a different league as far as being a, a lyricist and I think being able to, you know, spin yarns, tell stories. Obviously, he's a conscious, he's a conscious rapper, 
Cardi is not, <laughs> right? And so um, he takes on really big topics. I mean, the whole album is kind of hitting on this topic about, you know, drug and drug abuse and, and the like. The the main reason, and I have this argument with a lot of folks, um, because I am a purist, I'm, I, I'm a bars with a Z kind of guy, but um, you have to make music that is actually interesting and appealing. And KOD is a tough album for me to get through. It's just uh, a lot of, um, I don't know what the word is. It's not monotony because I like, you know, J. Cole can be on an album, and I've listened to all his other ones, and they seem like they had maybe it's more variety. Maybe because he was trying to make a conceptual album, he was limited in the range of directions that he could take. But I feel like the album itself was not a great album. I, I did not ever find myself like, oh, i got to put that KOD back on and really listen to that today. Um, I did, and there were a couple songs that I pulled on and put into playlists, but really the best, the song that I liked the most was the the dish the dish track, right, which is definitely a one-off. <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, yeah, just as, as a whole, I didn't find this album as sonically or, you know, musically uh, pleasing and interesting, whereas Cardi was like, I can listen to these songs over and over again. And and that there's value in that. And people might say, oh, no, it's about the content. But you do have to make your music interesting and desirable and palatable. And that's that's a skill as well. And so that's that's the primary reason. Got it. And that's all logical. And, and I, 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 I agree with those sentiments for sure. Um, I just wanted to press you a little bit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean I get so I have some uh notes from from readers, my my dear readers who uh who always have uh items for me and you know a lot of them had KOD as uh, one of their best for the year. And I just I just didn't it just wasn't there for me. And I've put J Cole at the top of my list, you know, in the past few like Far So Drive I loved. I loved that album. I watched I listened to that album with my kids. You know, I was like this is amazing. Yeah, this album yeah. did not hit me in the same way, and um, maybe if I listen to it more, I can tell you why. But I just, even as writing this up, I was like, okay, I gotta really listen to this. And I get about five or six tracks in, and I just be like, Ugh. I think Kevin's Heart is always the track that I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that album, just, that track, I'm just like, oh, I it's I, I get it, I get it. People need to be better and drugs are terrible and it messes up people's lives but i can't listen to 12 tracks nonstop about that right yeah. no i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you so what did you think of the recommendation of bass that i gave you did, how are you feeling that one in comparison yes. to KOD? you asked me you asked me that in particular about that yeah about those two okay or albums. um i i greatly appreciate you putting me on because uh that was kind of maybe what I was looking for as far as listening to the album. I, that one I've gone back to a couple of times. Like, I like this. This this I want to listen to. Um, and maybe it's just because he's kind of where J. Cole was five years ago. Um, right. And so he's got a different kind of perspective on this. And, you know, artists go through their evolutions and what have you. So um, that one, I did think, was it, when did that drop? Was that second quarter also? Ooh, I can't. I, can't, I, I mean, I have to look it no, up. No, it was August. Quick. It was in August. It was third quarter. Okay. It was the summertime. So, um, 
Yeah, so it was uh, – I, I appreciate it. I was like, he's definitely now someone who I'm going to be checking for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, good. Glad you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it. But, yeah, it, it definitely has a, a feel of, like, hey, I'm not heavy as heavy-handed as J. Cole is right now. I'm not as J.D. Sure. I still kind of like this rap bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still want to win yeah. the game rather than, like, the game's terrible. Anybody playing the game yeah. should just kill themselves. We're like, ah, yo, can, yeah. I, can I eat a little bit before we blow again, it all up? And the only artists after, they, after they've won the game, are they saying that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe like after yeah. you're at a position where you feel like you've won the game, then you're talking that. Like, hey, don't play that game. Play this game. <laughs> Buy art. What are y'all doing, man? Buy artifacts. Right. <laughs> Buy diamonds. Right. Like, Buy diamonds. Yeah. JD, were you saying that when you were 23? No. No. <laughs> All right. No. no, you weren't. All right. So, uh, third quarter. Third quarter. Um, so, this. Go. Third quarter, this is the surgical summer. I think this is probably my easiest uh, selection. This was Daytona, Pusha T. Uh, this was released uh, the 25th of May. This is the first of, I think there were five of the, um, of the, of the Kanye uh, Wyoming uh, albums. Um, and this was the best one. I mean, by far and away, you're getting Pusha T in his most focused the production is is insane yay just kills it throughout the samples are are crazy um and then you know the added piece onto it that uh you know i talked about is just how it then also inspired this whole back and forth with drake that it's probably going to go down in the annals uh of of some of the best hip-hop beef like when they make hip-hop beefs nine or whatever whatever number they're up to at this point with that dvd do they even make those anymore do you remember those right yeah i do i don't think they do (laughs) okay i was like (laughs) they like a youtube channel now maybe uh so whatever they do that this will be in 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 the uh the, the the uh the uh the top the top of that and so um yeah it's 21, I mean, not 21, seven tracks, uh, as all of them are. Um, but this one from the beginning to the end is just, you know, trap rap. It's nothing complex, but it's just artfully done. His wordplay is, is uh, it seems to be getting better and better at it, which is the other thing uh, that I notice um, when a rapper is getting better as they get older, that's that's saying something. Uh, that That's telling me at least that they are really trying and t- taking things seriously. I think maybe his time as, as being uh, the head of a label, maybe he starts to say like, oh, I'm going to have to evaluate music now and I can take that in, into account when I'm making music. But but yeah, he, he and uh, the beef that, that was then spurned, um, they own the summer. That was it. Um, my only my only wish for this is that uh, it didn't continue. Is that him, him and Drake, that the Drake secret, secret diss song wasn't released? Uh, I wanted to hear what he had to say, and uh, that you know it, it, it either ended on that. I wanted to see someone swing for the fences and either strike out or or what. And so, the fact that it's kind of ended but it's still simmering is is the only piece to this that's left me uh, dissatisfied. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, yes, like if you got a career ender, drop that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, like don't tell me about about. It. Yeah. Don't yeah. go on to tell me about it. Just do it. Um, but Scorpion Drake also dropped in the summer. Um, and 
and, Kam- and Kamikaze Eminem dropped it. So, so Summer was just kind of crazy. I mean, that was when I, it really started to hit me. Like, this, there's a lot of music. Like, this is more than I ever expected, right? So the whole fact that Kanye was releasing five, that made it like, okay, this is a lot I got to think about. Drake had an album that was already popping by the time summer started. And then Eminem out of nowhere just drops an album just just for kicks. And, um, and the album's pretty good. Um, it's not great, but it's pretty good. And that also spurred uh, off another beef, which I also found entertaining. But um, see, so yeah, the summer had a lot, a lot going, a lot going on in it. But I think, without a doubt, Daytona was was the album for the summer. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, let's, let's talk about the Eminem MGK beef. Uh, so I want to hear your take on it. Similar, you go first. Well, this is this for me. This is similar to, um, you know, J Cole and and uh, Lil. Whoever he was going after, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, whereas you know, sometimes there was a quote in the in the, I'm, a, I'm a big Wire fan, as many people are, obviously. Um, of the show The Wire, and there was a quote <clears throat> on The Wire. Um, I think it was uh, Officer Kima, um, and she <clears throat> she said, you know, all over the country, dogs bark at the moon, but when the moon barks back, that at a dog, that dog is famous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for guys like him and J. Cole, it's just like, I get it. You want to put, put some of these cats in their place. Um, obviously, you're perturbed at, like, some of the, 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 the success that some of these guys have had without the skill that, that, you know, guys like that embody. But, like, what's the point? I mean, that's like, that's like LeBron going to the local rec gym and housing dudes for what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you prove it? So that's that's always kind of my thing when it like like I like pushing going at like go at, go at somebody with equal footing or a higher stand or higher standing mm. than you. like that that's mm-hmm. interesting that's intriguing to me. But when you go at an MGK or somebody like that, you know, and Eminem is notorious for that. Like you know, going back to his Fred Durst, Christina Aguilera, you know, yeah. boy band sniping days. Um, you yep. know, he's that dude on the roof, like, sniping at the low-hanging fruit or whatever, um, the easy targets. Um, that's, his, that's his MO. That's a part of his whole, like, persona. But uh, I don't know. Like, I want to see him go at somebody who's worth going at. You know, if I'm going to get an M battle, um, and obviously some of those guys know better. <laughs> yeah. Like, M is a dude, like, again, I'm not a big fan of his albums and things of that nature, but uh, I, I recognize what we're dealing with with Eminem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's just in his DNA. I mean, he, he, he came up a battle rapper. Right? He's, he can't, he can't leave that alone, you know? And so it's, it's, it's in him. He's, uh, he, you know, if you go back and listen to his album, so I'm a big M fan. Um, you know, the first four, four, three and a half, first three and a half M albums are, probably some of my favorite period, you know, just all time. And uh, in all of them, he takes shots all over, I mean, just of anybody. He didn't care. And I think that's what you're seeing here. And with uh, Machine Gun Kelly, it was just a um, – I appreciated it because uh, Machine Gun Kelly's uh, track to him was actually really good. <laughs> it was really good. It was like uh, – it was kind of a – 
a diss track, but also kind of a like, look, you're 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 cemented. You're there. Like, can some of us eat? You know, like, why are you why are you coming at me? Like, I don't understand why you're trying to diss me. I'm just out here do, trying to get my career going. You're up there. You know, now he said it, obviously, it was like you're old and you're out, out of date and you, you'll catch a heart attack. You try to get with me, you know, all those kind of things. Um, but it it was a really good effort. And I'm not a Machine Gun Kelly fan. Most of his music I find to be like, meh, you know. But this song, you could tell it was uh, it was personal. And then Eminem came back with, uh, with the kill shot, literally. It's just, you know, just shredded him. I mean, again, I think he did it just because he's like, I, this is what I do. This is who I am. I can't leave this alone. I can't. And so that, I actually right. appreciate that about him. He'll be 60. Like, you know what? Oh, you coming for me? All right. I got something. <laughs> and I'm going to have a multisyllabic right. <laughs> comeback for you. Right. I've, been waiting you know, and that's, actually, I've actually been waiting on this. <laughs> it's like I have stuff in the lab just for this. I think he's writing diss records all the time and just just putting them on ice just waiting so uh (laughs) you know so so that's and the album itself i don't know did you give it a good listen the kamikaze uh no (laughs) (laughs) no i learned a long time ago me i mean like i just i just don't even try you're out you're all the way out yeah okay yeah yeah uh it's uh it's part of the way back. Like he, he had the, you know, he was just this, this lyricist, this rap god kind of dude, and just did insane things lyrically. And then it kind of seemed like he wanted to be a um, uh, alternative rock rapper, right? He made a lot of these anthems, and he started doing his own production. The production was all gloomy and, you know, a lot of organs, and I, I didn't understand what what was happening. Um, this is a he, it's not like that. And so that alone makes it like, oh, okay, he's got some songs where he's just kind of being, you know, just testing out how far he can stretch his lyricism, which I always find interesting. And then he's got a, a couple of, um, so if I'm not saying listen to the album, but if you are listening to uh, the Luck, Lucky You, uh, which is the joint with Joyner Lucas. And so Joyner Lucas, I think, is probably one of these up-and-coming you know, new artists that I think will will be on this list, uh, on my list in the near future. I think he's got a lot of talent. Just putting together an album, it, it think it takes time. And then the Royce, the Royce track, not alike, is also good because Royce and M going back and forth is just fun. I just enjoy that. Yeah, so that's those thing. two. I would say listen to the others. You know, it's it's you don't have to. <laughs> You're not missing all that. Okay. Much. <laughs> but great. I might not even listen to those two, but thanks. Right. So the other thing that I was thinking about, do you know uh Ether came out seventeen years ago? Oh wow. Ether came out oh, seventeen wow. I had to look it up like, yeah, when did Ether come out? I wonder if this is probably the strongest diss track since then and I was like seventeen years. So for an an entire generation, this is going to be their ether. And that's uh that's impressive. I mean yeah. not 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 uh not Eminem, I'm jumping back to obviously Pusha yeah. and uh, yeah. Drake, but yeah, yeah. seventeen years. Oh, oh no, not the, yeah, but the uh, the uh, what's it called? The W. No, that's not that was Drake. Oh, Adidas. Adidon. Adidon. Yeah. Adidon. I don't yeah. even know. Has I he introduced his son? Is his son now? <laughs> right. Has he, does he have? Uh, right. Did they do a press tour? I'm not even sure. I don't okay. Think so. 
I'm not I'm not holding my breath on that. Okay, fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh this was also pretty easy. Um uh this was championships. Meek Mill was released on the thirtieth of November. And this was the album that I had to stop listening to so that I could start to re listen to other <laughs> other albums like, oh, okay, let me let me go back and then I'd be like, ah, I'll be in the gym. I'm like, all right, I really should re-listen to the X album. Ah, let me listen to Championships one more time. So I love this <laughs> album, um, particularly the first nine songs are just incredible. I mean, it's just – if this album was 11 or 12 tracks, this might be like – I might put this in one of the – it's just the best of the decade kind of level. It, the back end of the album very hit or miss. But uh, the front end is great. He's got the blackout. He's got the um, uh, trauma, respect the game. He's got the songs where he's just kind of talking about real um, real issues. You know, he's kind of got some social consciousness going on now. He kind of sees some injustices to the black communities. You know, maybe uh, Brother Muzon got a hold of him. I don't know, but uh, he's uh, he's definitely now uh, singing a bit of a different a different tune. Um, I wrote in the review that I think Meek is an underrated storyteller. I think he actually does a really good job painting pictures, telling stories about other people and what they're going through in a way that I didn't really appreciate until uh, until this album because he does it on a couple of tracks that I was like, wow, okay. I was with you. I was kind of lost in this story that you were telling about, you know, whoever this dude got locked up or this, this person out on the street or whoever it might be. Um, then the features are, are great. Um, and then, uh, you know, the what's free, the what's free track kind of, once I heard that song, I was in, I was like, all right, this, this is, this is here to stay. And this is the one with Rick Ross and Jay-Z and, and Meek's Meek's verse. The whole weight. It, it might be the best verse of the three. Yeah. Uh, on it, which is saying something because it's it's. Um, I'm trying to remember what the uh, sample was. It was um, was it, it was a Jay Z sample, wasn't it? What's beef? Yeah. Uh, oh no, no. Beef. It was a biggie. It's a biggie sample. Yeah. So it was a what's beef. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, Jay's gonna black out on this, and Jay's man, eh, you know, he's doing his rich guy thing, but uh. Yeah, uh, this, this is great. <laughs> this is great. How is Freeway not on that song? <laughs> it's because Jay Z's not on the song. How is Freeway not on? What's free? Oh, oh, you meek, sure. you yeah. Philly. How is Freeway not on yeah. that song? Yeah, that's a good point. That is, that, that, is opportunity. A, that is an underrated observation right there. I, I hadn't thought of that, but I now that just makes great sense. <laughs> that would be great. I miss Freeway. I mean, like old freeway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. freeway is like going through some health things. Yeah, early two thousand freeway yeah. was. Ooh man. Okay, uh, but yeah. So then, um, I think it was. I think it was just well done. Showed growth, all those things. Um, and in general, this is also an album that a lot of people said this was their favorite album of the year. And so I think for the fourth quarter, the only real competition here was, I think Lil Wayne dropped the Carter Five. Um, which was fine. It was fine. Not great. Not awful. It's fine. So, yeah. So it was Meek Mill, Philly Philly for the fourth quarter. Shout out to Philly fans who are now licking their wounds. But, you know, you got Meek still. Meek's free. You you still got Meek. 
You still got me, despite <laughs> everything else that's going on with y'all. Y'all still got me, so don't be mad. And he is free. He's a free man. Yeah. So those are my four. So what? Yeah, I mean, I think fourth quarter we talked about we talked about championships on the last one, and I think we're in agreement yep. of enjoying that one. Were there any other fourth quarter ones that you that stuck out in your mind? Not necessarily. I think championships was the one that I've enjoyed the most. Um, the fourth quarter has been kind of light outside of that. Um, there hasn't yeah. been anything yeah. under the radar that I've been checking for that I'm kind of like really digging um, at this time of year. That's why I said I've kind of gone back and kind of checked out some of the other stuff that I was mm-hmm. really into mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year recently. So, um, you know, uh, you know, my, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, there's the R and B, uh, the R&B the stuff. piece that have been going on. You know, you know, Jacquees, uh, my man Jacquees, <laughs> oh, no. king of R and B. Is that um, your man? Are you riding with him? No, not at all. <laughs> not okay, at I'm all. just checking. I'm just checking. <laughs> I hadn't heard of the cat yeah, before. Was... Hadn't heard of the cat before the memes. I had to look the brother up. <laughs> like who? Is yeah. Who? Who are they talking about? <laughs> A little. I, that worried what was me. Great, I was though, like, Keith Sweat was about to give him that two piece. <laughs> <laughs> Keith was not happy. Like you ain't even you can't even Jesus hold like, my you should be the king of R and B. I'm the king of getting his money. <laughs> you could be the king of whatever you want. I wanna be king of getting money. I wanna be king of staying paid. <laughs> oh, Keith Sweat. Man. Yeah. That dude's he's still touring. He's still making that money. Hey, so this is when, man, I had this realization like maybe two or three years ago. Um, you know, back in the day as a kid growing up in Chicago. We listen to we ride around listening in the car to WGCI, which is like the flagship hip hop R and B station in Chicago. And so we're listening to WGCI and every now and again as a kid you would hear them advertising for like these uh throwback concerts and cruises, you know, hosted by Sinbad. And it would be Earth Wind and Fire and Frankie Beverly and Maze and, and all these older cats from the seventies and I'd be like, Man, the grown folks music. And and now I'm hearing about all of these like R&B 90s tours with Jodeci and 112 and I'm like oh no my music is the grown folks music <laughs> <laughs> so I see why Keith Sweat is still tour man there's a, there's a hey he's probably hitting up cruises I don't know who's our generation Sinbad but <laughs> somebody's hosting them bad boys you know who what I mean? is but, our generation Sinbad hold on hold on <laughs> I need to think about this for a second. Uh, is it uh, is it Sway? May, it, it, it has to be. I mean, like, maybe Nick Cannon. Maybe Nick Cannon's cornier. Oh, you know, because oh, Sinbad had Nick that corny Cannon. element to him. Maybe oh, Nick Cannon's cornier. Um, a little bit more like mainstream, but still like people know him. You know what I mean? Like black folks know him. You know what I mean? Because he had the wilding out. Era, Nick Cannon, and I don't know. <laughs> Sway's more like authentic. Like Sway has more like actual like credibility. I don't really see yeah. Sinbad having. A, that's just kid me. I don't. I don't know. I don't know Sinbad. Because you didn't know Sinbad like, as a youngster. <laughs> yeah, Young like, Sinbad, Sinbad used to get it. I mean, no, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Nick Cannon. So I want right, to disrespect Sinbad and his body of work. I'm just saying, young, young game changer was. I was like, Sinbad, you know, okay, I guess. Paying I mean, money for this. <laughs> right. Who want to hang out with Sinbad? 
he was the adult in the shows you watch. He was the guy that was like, "Yes, if I catch you, you're gonna be in trouble." Yeah, so that's why it's yeah. it's, it's like a he rap. was the guy who ran like the hangout spot that kids went to on Saved by the Bell, or whatever it was, <laughs> <laughs> the Max. <laughs> He's like the uh, night manager. <laughs> yeah, all right, I got to think about who's our who's our Sinbad for our generation. I'm gonna think about this. All right, last one. Um, so I did an overtime, and this was just because it was an album I needed to highlight that couldn't really fit in. It, it dropped in May, <clears throat> which is the same, but it didn't really own a quarter. It didn't own the second quarter or third quarter. But the more I listened to it over the year, the more I just felt like it was it was just one of the really best albums of the year, and this is Book of Ryan, the Royce, the Royce second album after Prime 2. So... Um, this album, without going too much into it, is just probably about as well an introspective, grown man hip hop album as I probably have ever listened to. I, I try to think of who are what are some other albums that are are this, you know, just I'm gonna open up my heart, pour it all out, and it's still going to be good music. It's not gonna be just, you know, heartbreaks in 808. Um, which was, you know, obviously heartfelt, but it was just like, I don't know what's happening here. <clears throat> this this sounds like someone needs to go get this dude. This was more like a conversation. And Royce is just, he just killed this thing. I mean, there's, there's no club hit, there's no radio hit on this, but there are a couple of tracks on here that I, you know, I'll probably never forget. Just him talking about his dad, a track about him talking about um, beef with his brother, um, and how, you know, his brother blamed, you know, and, and this is all in rhyme form. It's almost like Hamilton. It's almost like you told the story, it all rhymed, but it was actually a really great story. Uh, and that's kind of what Royce did with, with Book of Rhyme. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it was, to me, it, was, uh, it reminded me of Scarface's The Fix, um, mm. as far as like, uh, like a, a great artist, well-respected artist who just kind of had that album where, he kind of just like laid it out, like yo, I'm mm-hmm. I'm 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 kind of grown, <laughs> and this yeah. is where I'm at. But it was still paddleable um, for you know at that time when Fix came out, I was you know early twenties. Um, yeah. It was still very much palatable and and accessible for a younger adult or even a, a early, you know late teen type of cat um, to to dig into. And yeah, Royce is just Royce is just a, he's, a, he's a treasure, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a treasure. Yeah. He, he, I uh, I think, and I wrote in this, this is the kind of album that I think a lot of um, older rappers have been trying to make. I feel like Nas has been trying to make this album for like five years or six years. And it's just, every time he does it, you're almost like, oh, I, I get it. Like, life is good. I think that was his attempt to kind of say like, oh, I'm going to talk about some things. And it just didn't hit hit the mark. And uh, and this one in for Mark. So if you have not listened to the Book of Riot, this is all people out there. Do it one time straight through. If especially especially if you are a dad, because it's gonna hit you. It's really gonna hit you because it's really you know to me it's about him thinking about his life through the eyes of of his son, right? Who he's you know Book of Ryan is literally. I mean it's tied in. It's got the skits that kind of tie it all in. It's just really really impressive. And I think Fix. Yeah, I hadn't thought of Fix. You're right. Fix is that album where I kind of was like, I feel like I know Scarface now. 
<laughs> you know, like I feel like right. I know him a right. little bit better. And it's crazy because this is like yeah. his 11th album or something like that. But now, <laughs> right, right, I really know him. And uh, right, right, you know, I know so Brad, right? I know Brad. Yeah, Brad, exactly. <laughs> Brad, he's 27 and five on fights. I don't know if you know that. Um, <laughs> you know, on the street. <laughs> 27 wins by right. one. Every time he saw those five, they right. had to fight him. You know, that's, that's just yeah. how he rolled. Not many people know yeah, that absolutely. about Brad. <laughs> but, uh, you do. and this is the same thing. It was, uh, to think, you know, he's he's been in the game for a long time, and this is the first time I've heard any of this stuff that he talked about in this album. So this is either stuff he did not want to share and finally felt comfortable sharing or or what, but it's rare that you get somebody being this open with new material this far into their career. And so for that, I gave it, kind of, I gave an overtime shout out. Well, man, that, that's, that's a thorough list. Um, I think anybody out there who is uh, listening and should be well uh, equipped to reflect on the great music that was dropped in 2018. And 2018 was a really good year. Um, I don't know where I would rank it, and maybe that's something we can do on our next pod is yeah. try and rank some, like, high-profile years, you know, mm-hmm. um, where mm-hmm. it's just like, this year just was banging. Um, yeah. That, that'd be a nice exercise. Yep. Yeah, and I, well, you know, I have 14 years of years in review <laughs> that we could use as fodder, <laughs> but uh, I probably there know. I probably just look at them like, huh, okay, this one I really like. But no, that's a, that's a good point, um, especially for the teens. Um, which which year do we think uh, was the most? Um, another conversation I had with a guy that works in, in the music industry, and he was saying how in times of social unrest is when you get the um, kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, products. And so he was not surprised that there were so many albums, particularly albums that there just didn't seem, you didn't hear anything about them. This person just was like, all right, I'm just going to do this now. And just did it, right. and what what kind of yeah. uh, motivated him to do it? It's you know that maybe perhaps our republic is again crumbling and falling into the sea, and so maybe I need to get this <laughs> this uh, autobiography out uh, while there's still time, you know. Um, so yeah, I think 2018 definitely uh, definitely had a bit of that, and we'll see if 2019 brings the same. Um, I have a couple of things, uh, some notes from uh, some readers that they sent me in that uh, of things that I missed, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. Uh, a couple of them mentioned already. So uh, my boy Greg here in Austin, Texas, he mentioned Victory Lap, that's the uh, and Black Panther. He thought they were the albums of the year. So I don't know if Greg just stopped listening to music after March 30th, but uh, he felt like the two best albums from the first quarter that I had noted for the first quarter were the best of the year. Um, and, uh, I went back to victory lap. It's, it's good. I, I might have to reach back and was like, okay, give me the five songs on here that go toe to toe with, you know, some other albums. I, I don't have that list. Did you listen to victory lap? You, you said you did, right? Is that, did that hit you or not? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's solid. Um, I'm not a big Nipsey fan. Um, I appreciate kind of how he's evolved over time. Um, yeah. I thought it was solid. Uh, I didn't like go nuts over. I didn't. I didn't. You know, I listened to it maybe you know for about a month and then I moved on. Um, okay. It was something I listened to. You know, it was in a rotation yeah. for a little bit, but again, I, okay. I actually moved on to something else. It wasn't a a must revisit kind of a deal. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, two other artists that I. 
didn't really listen to until I got this recommendation. This is from Moop from Austin, Texas. Freddie Gibbs and Nick Grant. You ever listen to these cats? Now, Gibbs, I'm a Gibbs guy. Um, and Freddie oh, just dropped okay. uh, He just dropped one with Currency, um, and he has his yeah. own. So I'm a, I'm a Freddie Gibbs fan. I love Freddie Gibbs. Um, and, yeah, so Freddie is good. Freddie, is, Freddie he dropped those two joints kind of later in the year. Um, again, I really like them. Um, they're not mm-hmm. Freddie's best work. Um, okay. But they're good. They're very good. Mm-hmm. But Freddie's, Freddie's had some stuff that, you know, his earlier stuff that I really dig um, is a little bit different than the things that he's done. But him and Currency are, are two guys I rock with pretty much regularly. Yeah, so this, that's what I was listening to, the Fetty album, right? So this is him, Currency, yeah. and then Alchemist does yeah. all the uh, production. And so three yeah. tracks in, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. Who is this? What is this? Um, so yeah. that's somebody I have to check for more. Uh, and then Nick Grant, who is um, also kind of another <clears throat> artist that I didn't um, kind of really catch just using their, their full government names. Is that uh, is that what's popping now for the, the new artist? That's the thing now? I think that's Man. the thing. I could never have survived. Names is too hard. Yeah. <laughs> names. Coming up with rap names. They've all been done. Lil something. No, I'm just Nick Grant. This real name, right. no I'm gimmicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do that. So, him, Cool Keith dropped an album, which I definitely had to check. I was like, is that real? Is he still? Because he has to be legit 60 years old. Yeah. Because uh, he was he old dropped when we were coming up. <laughs> Exactly. He was out there with Sinbad when we when we were in our twenties. So I can only imagine. So uh uh I have not gotten around to Cool Keith. Uh so move I I will, but I have not um but I'll check him. And then uh uh James from LA, um he he was big on K O D uh Daytona and Book of Ryan. Uh the one thing he pushed me on and maybe we should uh we should discuss this for a quick second is I kind of replayed off, you know, four albums. I talked about four or five albums, but I didn't really crown one as the overall winner. And so he called me out on that. He said, that's a cop out. I took us from the sweet 16 to the final four, but didn't give us a champ. Mm. So, mm. uh, so if there was to be one, um, in your opinion, what is the album of, of 2018? Ooh, ooh. Hey, um, you know, I, I actually, this isn't that hard for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not hard for me at all. It's going to be Daytona. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm, I'm push it. I'm going to push your stand. So, okay. <laughs> I, I so that's easy that. for you. Like, yeah, that was, that was easy for me. Yeah. What, what's your I'm, choice? I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, if if I had to pick one, if you would tell me, oh, you can only listen to one of these albums for a month, um, I would choose Pusha T. I would choose Daytona. Um, I think championships, again, it's it's too long. It's got it's uneven on, on, the, on the back end. Cardi's album is good, but I probably after about three or four consecutive listens, I'm like, I'm out. Um, and so I think that's it. Book of Ryan, I thought about. Um, it's just a heavy. It's just a heavy listen, <laughs> right? And so it's uh, while Daytona is about you know crack and murder. Uh, it's it's you know it's pushy. It's like you know it's it's ten thousand foot level. Uh, Book of Ryan is getting like in the sunken place. Like I, you, it's hard to, <laughs> to ride with that. 
<laughs> for the full time. So I would say uh, if I had right. to choose one winner, it would be Daytona, which is, I think, a 21-minute album or something like that. Like, it's, it's, the number is <laughs> insane. It's, it's just – it's stupid. So I, I feel like it's a bit yeah. of a cop-out because it's really an EP, but it's, it's, for me, the album of the year. So there you go, James. Um, I, hope, I hope you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I hope you got what you wanted. Um, <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you for coming on and, and rocking this one out, and we'll get back at it hopefully in a in a in a couple of weeks and and have some new joints out there to, to get to get the folks uh, ready for 2019. Hopefully, 2019 can live up to 2018 a little bit. At least come we'll close. You know, are there any projects that you're you're waiting on? Uh, not at this moment. I haven't even kind of looked at like what's coming up. Um, that's something I'll probably sit down and do over the next week or two because I am kind of like low on like, you know, fuel. You know, I, I'm, yeah. championships has been burning for a little bit, and I kind of gotta see what else is out there. Start digging a little bit, see if I can find something. That's the beauty about streaming services is I can go and just check something out. And no, I don't like it. I don't have to listen to it anymore. <laughs> yeah, the first. I just, uh, you know what I mean? I'm uh, I'm diving back into 1999. Uh, 2019. Okay. So I'm I'm doing my 1999 Redux. So I'm just I'm heavy in those late 90s tracks. So it's it's uh that's what I spend. That's normally what I spend January and February on is like going digging in the crates, and then someone will release something. Uh, there's one probably only one album I'm really waiting on, and this is this Busta Rhymes album that. Oh, like really? I've Busta, heard okay. people like, wait, no, you don't even understand. Buster's in the lab, and he's. And I'm like, Buster, okay, really? Okay, I thought it was gonna come out in eighteen. And um, so I'm, I'm waiting on that. I'm curious. Uh, from okay. from a couple of good authorities, have told me it's it's fire. Um, and so wow. I was like, all right. I'm right, I'm, I'm here for it then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, know, I was like, Absolutely. what kind of album is it? And no details. They're just like, yo, trust me, it's fire. It's like, you know, the uh, industry speak. Oh, yeah, wait, just wait. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, can I, is it, it a conceptual it, album? Are we talking an EP length? Are you doing seven? Is there one producer he's matched up with or what? I don't know. So that that's well, the one I'm, I'm hoping it. drops early. Other than that, uh I think Black Thought's going to drop a Streams of Thought Volume 2. Check that one That'd out. That would be great. Yeah, and then other than that, I don't know. We'll see. Someone will surprise us. They always do. That's the beauty yeah. about the game, man. That's the beauty yeah. about the game. Well, all right then, brother, again, thanks for joining. This is Hustle and Flows. Say cool in the game changer. You got any parting words? Go Knicks. We got a tank. Tank it for Zion, B. Taking for Zion. Hey. On God. Tank for Zion. Sign KD. <laughs> sign Kemba. And y'all got a squad. Cause y'all still uh, you had me until Kemba. You had me until Kemba. Uh, <laughs> you, we, don't, you don't like Kemba? I love Kemba, okay. but not at, not at the max. We just had this conversation. He wants John Wall, you're right, buddy. You're right. You're right. He's 28, you're right, 29. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'll give KD John KD. Wall money. Yeah, I'll give that to KD. KD, Zion, and Chris Stapps, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Y'all need y'all need a point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, I mean, y'all can keep running Moutier out there. No, no. I, I love Moutier. 
Come on now. Don't get me started. I'm, I'll get in my feelings about the Knicks. Uh, I love Moody. As a backup, I, I'd love it. As a starter, it's a problem. Uh, quietly, yeah. quietly, Cam Reddish is, might, be, might be the answer. I like Cam. I like Cam. I like uh, – Zion is just such a – I mean, he's just a different dude. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a different dude. You can't pass him up. If we yeah. get the number one, we have to take Zion, and then we just figure it out. Yeah. But if we end up Zion can three, play five in the league. Yeah. Especially if he grows. That's a crazy – people are yeah. saying, like, oh, he might be 6'10 by the time it's all said and done. And then right. you really have right. a problem, <laughs> right? Yeah. So – yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, did it say Giannis yeah, has grown? A, a six foot ten Larry Johnson. <laughs> like that's what he would be. He would be a six foot ten Larry Johnson. <laughs> you know, with even more hops. I mean, Larry LJ never right. jumped. Could never jump like this, dude. I mean, it's crazy. So if we get yeah. number one pick, it's yeah. it's a wrap. You just take Zion, and number two is gonna be the worst. Number two, I pray we are. It's always number the worst. two. Who do you take after Zion? Yeah, and that's where – and when you have that at number two is where you get the bust. That's where you get the bust at number two. Usually, like, ever since KD, like, number two has been kind of like, eh, you got Brandon Ingram, Lonzo yeah. at two. Who else yeah. is a recent number two where it's just kind of like, eh, he's never quite turned the corner. Who went uh, in the Chris Stapps, uh who went to in, in that draft? Was it um, I think Jabari? It was Jabari? Jabari. Yeah, that didn't work out. Yowzers. <laughs> Let's not be in the league bar. still. <laughs> is he's he still in the league? He's in Chicago. He is on the Bulls. Oh, okay. Yeah. They paid him 20 million this year. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> they are. Uh, they signed yeah. that dude for 20 mil. Yeah. RJ, Cam, Ja. I, yeah. I don't know. That kid is, that kid is nasty. Have you have you seen any tape of him? I'm on a group chat. And someone was like, "Does Murray State only play in like CYO gyms? <laughs> like all of, every time there's a, a film of him, it's like at a terrible angle. You're like, was this televised? I, what what am I watching? Like he jumped over a dude and dunked. 2018, and it seemed like it literally looked like uh, it was a, an N1 mixtape kind of recording. <laughs> so I don't know if he's the real deal or not. I guess we'll see him in the tournament or something. But uh, Jay Billis is hyping him up. Billis is hyping him up. Billis had a couple of tweets last week about him where he was really pumping up the kid. I don't know what Jay that Billis. does for you, but Jay Billis, <laughs> what is his hit record? Hit hit rate at, yeah, at best fifty fifty at best. At yeah, best. so I'm at praying best. we're no third doubt. or fourth, and then I think we get. We get Cam Reddish or something like that, um, but we there need a go. point. If we don't get Zion, we're getting the best point guard we can get because the Neil Akina experiment is. Uh, I think it's over. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you you, you asked the question, so that's uh, or maybe I brought up the Knicks. <laughs> I can't remember who at this point, but uh, there you go. There's there's, there's my hot takes on, on the Knicks. I'm praying that they lose every game close. So boom. Hey, you got a plan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then, brother. You take care, man. I'll catch you on the next one. All right. Talk soon. Yep. Peace. Peace.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.